2016 says I just whipped your ass. Hulkamania is over. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. Jesse the Body Ventura. I'm Johnny B. Bad, the bad man of world championship wrestling. When I first came to the WWE, women's wrestling was a joke. And I proceeded to single-handedly change everything. At SummerSlam, I will be there for one reason, and one reason only, to see that justice is served. Hello, everybody. Well, some bad news this evening, or I should say this show. The Rabbis to the Barris, Rabbi Barris, is not with us this week. So I can't speak to him while I not introduce or don't introduce the king. Because the king has requested, no, he has demanded that he gets a proper introduction before he will even acknowledge our presence. So he won't say anything or speak or anything until we give him an intro. So I guess I got to do that now. So coming to you live from his hermetically sealed box, he is the king of all wrestling, the king of Ring the Bell Radio. The king of greatness, the king of awesomeness, the king of eroticness. Ring the bell radio's own, King Logan. I demand at the end there, you 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 put in sound effects that are like dur, 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 dur. <laughs> So you want sound effects now? Is that another list yep, of demands? Yep, yep, it is indeed. Next Hello. show. All right, you can stop now. I'm talking. Jesus. Hello, my magnanimous and amazing viewers, listeners, and other people somehow getting this podcast. I'm King Logan, your host uh, with Ring the Bell Radio with King Logan. Thank you once again for tuning in to listen to my amazing voice, fantastic intellect. And JD, I guess. You may continue your the, the the intro to the show. Oh, I was I was enjoying your your magnanimous introduction there. Your speech. I can't give like a a big one at the beginning of like one show because then the people on next week's show are going to be jealous that they didn't get to be part of that big long speech. So I have to keep it short and sweet for each show to give those people something different all the time keep them coming back keep them wanting the royalness you know this you having the title of the king has really boosted your ego you know like you never used to be like this what happened you see know, you, you don't no, even know you can't no, even no, tell no, us the no, answer you know we you need to do there with that with that little silence bit what? is go back to a couple of shows where i'm being re real egotistical and just play those clips real quickly and i'm gonna be like are you i'm gonna start with are you nuts i've always been this way yeah you always been this way yeah okay so um do you know why the rabbi isn't here this week he just said he wasn't gonna make it I, I, it could be several factors it could be you know he's drunk he's drunk Oh, he's, or he's probably drunk. drunk. So, you know, I mean, could, you know, take your pick poison. You know, I'm going to guess after long and careful thought that he's drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. he, sometimes he gets a little loony, you know, when he starts hitting that special sauce, he gets, uh, he'll, he gets crazy. He gets loco. He'll start walking around, talking to the trees, you know, and, Logan and I have seen it 
firsthand. He literally, he literally one night had a conversation. Remember, we were coming out of that wrestling show, and he started having a conversation with a tree. Yep. You know, so he's I don't no know. Lying. He's no lying. I don't know what's up with that boy. You know, what we need to do is every time Barris isn't here, yeah. we need to do a section called Drunk Barris, <laughs> where we just tell people stories that we know of the rabbi being drunk. Oh. Uh, to therefore embarrass him. So this week's edition was he spoke to the tree. He, I think he, was, to the tree. he was the tree whisperer. The tree, the tree whisperer. So I think we're going to have to get a very extensive back catalog of drunk bearers sessions because um, that's not hard. That's not hard. No, that's not hard to do, but we're going to have to get a back catalog because he's not here a lot. Yeah. Oh, and I know, I think we addressed this before. Um, about our show, how how sporadic we are with our show now, because there's been some uh, the, some fans that have uh, got a hold of us asking why has it been so long recently in between programs. Well, did we address this once already, Logan, or no? You have to remind me. I think we did a, a couple of shows ago after we, did. we came back from the hiatus. Yeah, so I I think what Logan we, we got to really reiterate what Logan said is. You know, if you have noticed that sometimes a show isn't every week, there's a little bit, you know, and I'm not saying this is going to be all the time, but there's a little bit of time in between each show, but simply life happens. Isn't that right? Yeah. And it takes a lot, a lot to put, put this show on. Um, we enjoy doing it and we didn't forget about you, but Hey, sometimes life happens. Other things come up. And then we could basically, what did you say, Logan? We, we, this sounds kind of brash, but we can, we get to it when we can get to it. Yeah. You know, if, if you don't see a new show up, you know, just think about the daily struggles you go through in your life. And yeah. you know, we yeah. do the same things and, and King Logan, unfortunately has to go to the hospital a lot. So, yeah, so does yeah. Barris. So does Barris. Yeah, but you know, the people come for King Logan, so you know, that's the <laughs> important part. And I know for years you guys got used to a show every week, but hey, you know, you like I said, you notice that sometimes it could be a week or two before the next show, but hey, life happens, things happen. We're not going away, just be patient. You have all the old episodes there if you want to reminisce, if I'm correct. That's right. So, but hey, there's uh, just keep your eye out. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you 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 follow us on to be know when a new show is available. So we just had to address that again because we did have some fans write in going, "Hey man, what's going on here? You know, I got I'm, I'm used to the show every week, but hey, we didn't forget about you. Life happens. Just be patient." Yeah, be patient, motherfuckers. Jesus. <laughs> That's nice to say. What a nice way to talk to our audience. You know, they keep coming back. They love oh, it. They keep coming back. So anyway, something I want to bring up to you, Logan. Hot dog. Um, it involves the Undertaker. Oh, the show just got a lot better. So I was scrolling through. Not the network, but some old uh, wrestling archives on YouTube. And I came across an Undertaker segment that I haven't seen in a number of years. Are you familiar when the Undertaker... And do you remember the uh, wrestler Nails? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the, the, when the Undertaker and Nails had a confrontation in the ring? It was basically... When, when Nails didn't get out of the ring... Yes, that's and what I wanted to bring up. Side walking down and was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll break you." Yeah, so that that's what I wanted to bring up for our viewers today and you, because you know, there's so much with the Undertaker, and I know you, you know, I'm not. That's why I always ask you, Logan. I'm not sure if you you've seen it or not. You might have heard of it, but I don't. I didn't know if you've ever seen it, but you have seen it. But we're gonna watch that here, and um. Then we're going to talk about it a little. I want to get your interesting feedback on it. Sounds like a plan. I, I okay. will always watch The Undertaker. It's it's just really cool because this is, um, I'm sorry, this is just badass Undertaker. Like he was still, this was what, 1992, One. 1991, 1992. 
I want to say it's 92 because first couple of years he was a bad guy. And then he became a good guy after the Jake Roberts thing. thing yeah. Um, but so I'm going to bring this up now and let's watch it. It's about, about six minutes long, but it's worth it. Okay. And it's going to be worth it to the viewers to hear this too. So I'm bringing it up on our monitor here that we can view it. Who was this? This was Gorilla and Vince. Uh, no, Mr. Perfect was one of the, I think it's perfect and uh, Vince. Because this was when Mr. Perfect couldn't wrestle anymore. So this might actually have been 93. I'm not sure on the date. We're going to have to look that up so we can be correct, have correct information here. Was that? I thought it was 92, man. I swear. Um, all right. I'll look it up later on. We're going to have to look it, it up. Like that. Yeah. It was in Madison Square Garden, wasn't it? You know what? I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. it was 92, man. Yeah, well, we're going to look, we'll look it up afterwards, okay? So, here we go. Well, we are back with more WWF action, and Nails is still in the ring, and just like we said, scheduled up next for his Pause it for a second. Yes. So ju just to set the scene for you guys as well, Nails is in the ring. His match is over. I believe he fought... I'm going to have to get a match card later on. Yeah. He fought somebody and he won. And he stayed in the ring acting like his kayfabe character, which is real his real-life character. Um basically just hanging around in the ring at looking like a badass undertaker is scheduled to fight and nails has not left the ring yet now nails should have been gone a good like two minutes three minutes ago because there was a commercial break in the middle of this as well so probably two three minutes nails has been in around the ring now, the arm walks Undertaker, not skipping a beat. He is doing his regular, normal intro right now. You can hear the commentators basically trying to turn this in, in, twist it into a story. Um, so it's really important that you listen to what Vince and Mr. Perfect are saying as well. And yes, the audio is a little choppy, but we're going to continue. Undertaker just is is toe to toe with nails, just staring at each other, and he just stood there and took his hat off, and he just looked badass. Oh yeah, did. He was to have had a match earlier, but he refused. 
goes tearing down. It, Undertaker annihilated Jason Helton. Um, Helton actually ran, hit the Undertaker with a double axe handle while his back was turned, and um, Baker just turns around and grabs him by the throat and choke slams him. Takes a tombstone, and now they're putting him in the body bag. Okay, so that was the Undertaker and Nails confrontation. Since you being our resident Undertaker expert, I know you kind of set the scene for when the Undertaker was walking down, but set the whole scene for this confrontation here. And we, we can kind of dissect it real quick. What happened here? Okay, so there, there, there were two schools of thought on this for a long time, okay? Was this a work or was this like a shoot? You know, like Nails was legitimately not leaving the ring. He went into uh, business for himself. Yeah. Okay. So, but but we know now that it, it was a straight up shoot. Okay. And um, so, for but, but before the internet, that was the rumor mill for years. Um, but not true. Even um, Mark Calloway himself has, has stated that no, it was it was straight up a work mm -hmm. because. Nails had just finished feuding with um, Big Boss Man. The Boss Man. There yeah. was that whole, because the Boss Man was, uh, that Nails came back because the Boss Man was the one that threw him in prison for all those years, and Nails held the grudge. Yeah. So he yeah. just finished that feud, and he needed somebody new to feud with. So the work was that uh, yeah, he wouldn't leave the ring and take a go down, do a stare down, and then in a few months' time, they would, you know, expand on that backstoryline a bit more and stuff. It like would be that. a good run, yeah, yeah. with the, the the feud. Now, the cool thing about this is, um, 
the way that it's done, it's done as pure Undertaker kayfabe, okay, mm -hmm. where he doesn't even skip a beat with continuously walking down the aisle to his music, did not care, got in the ring, okay, and then literally just walked straight up to nails face to face, stand there, and then take your hat off in his Undertaker double handed way. Mm -hmm. So, incredibly cool now the work angle of this would have been great if it would have been chopped down a bit there's no need it wanted to be that long but i i guess they let it run a little longer because the crowd were into it was eating it up you yeah. even heard them let them fight let them fight yeah crowd were hot for it straight away now this goes down as a fantastic work okay a great story that looks like it could be a real event but has been so meticulously planned by you know one of the people doing it that you don't know if it's a shoot or a work now being the adults as we are these days and we know that vince you know basically owned the company we can confer from that if this was a shoot, Vince would have just called somebody and 8,000 security would have ran down and taken nails away. So, oh, yeah. you know, it so you know, as a little more logical as we are now, older, we can tell those kind of things. But as kids, this was the perfect work. Absolutely spot on perfect. Nobody likes nails. He's just beating the big boss man. He thinks he's all that. And then down comes the taker who's fresh from his kind of heel turn. Uh, sorry, his uh, his baby face turn. His face turn, yeah. Face turn. You know, someone you can now get behind without feeling bad about. And, you know, he's going to put nails in his place. This is picture perfect because neither one of them said a word not one thing came out of their uh, out their mouths okay they just stared at each other and whenever nails turned to get away the undertaker would constantly readjust himself to to face nails dead on and it's so well done by mark calloway just how he moves it just gives that undertaker a mystique of being something supernatural it's 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 a fantastic work you got sergeant slaughter coming down you know who was kayfabe part of the back you know uh those times he, he was, was the commissioner the or something. yeah i don't but, i mean obviously he worked for wwe as as a producer in the back but the, yeah it's yeah. kayfabe character so we've got slaughter coming down we've got a ref coming down it's a far fetch from what we see every night on raw you know, these days where 8,000 security will come down and 20 referees. You know, we didn't have too many of those those days, so there wasn't a many, there, were, there wasn't a lot down at the ring. But the whole thing is just a perfect, perfect work. And Vince, on top of that, the way he's commentating on what's going on in the ring versus perfect. It, it is just a fantastic clash of seeing something so visual that nobody needs to say a word. And two people are describing to you that scene. The story without yeah. saying a word. Without saying a word. That story Nothing. in that six minutes was told and no one said a word. And the perfect thing about this is, and, and guys, honestly, I, I really say go onto YouTube and watch the clip, uh, a cliff of uh, the clip itself. It's Undertaker versus, um, was it, uh, Jason, well, Jason Holton? Yeah, you could just, um, like go on the YouTube and you could just search Undertaker and Nails and you will find the confrontation with them. Okay. But yeah. yes, Jason Hel Helton. Yeah, was was um, that was a squash match. That know. was the actual opponent, but it it is us. We could we could spend all all evening or all day describing it, but you have to see it. Which, which I'm going to reiterate what Logan said is the story was told with no one saying a word. And the thing that I liked about this stare down was there was a point where Undertaker has the stone cold face. He's just. Mm. 
And there was a point where Nails slowly turned around to walk away, turned his back to the Undertaker. Took, what, a step and a half and then turned around real quick because he thought the Undertaker was going to take him and, what, put his nightstick up like he was going to hit him. Mm -hmm. And Taker didn't flinch. Didn't flinch. He did not move. And that's where Nails is going. Like, they told it perfectly. Like, I think it was a genuine when he turned around because he was giving Taker a shot. And then he turned around. You see a split second on his face like, whoa. You're, you didn't, like, I think that was a genuine, like, whoa. (laughs) You're not playing here. You know, it's, it's funny because a lot of people um, these days, uh, like people who can tell a story on the mic. And that is great. I mean, mic work is one of the most important parts of, of doing a good work. But in this case, you've got Mark Calloway, you know, who's an athlete, you know, uh, and really new into this kind of the way WWE are doing things back then, being able to tell a perfect story. And it's not just... A lot of people are going to probably sit there and say, well, you know, he just stands there stone faced and doesn't do anything. He's not doing that. But that was the version of The Undertaker. Yeah. But the the point of that is the way Mark's doing it with simple things like not flinching, always facing nails, no matter where nails walk to, the slow, methodical walk to him. You know, morose. Yeah, the taking off the hat and not moving your head just to take off the hat and keep on staring him down. Those things make Mark Calloway a fantastic actor because he can act the Undertaker in such a way that you don't need him to say long speeches or things like that. In these days, Taker rarely ever said anything more than a sentence or rest in peace. So... You know, for him to be able to tell the story with just the way he he is physically is is just such a uh, such a bonus to the man's career. Because oh yeah, you really look back on these things and say, "Fuck me, man!" Like Undertaker looked badass. You know, it, it just does. But the great thing about this clip, and one of the reasons why I say you need to watch this, is the ending. The ending little bit before Nails completely completely walks from the aisle. And so he's walking down the aisle, but facing the ring. He's walking backwards down the aisle. Um, and the camera is on Nails as he's walking down the aisle. So you're seeing his face. He's walking back down there. So when he gets to the end part of the aisle where they would turn to walk into Gorilla, there's... The, the baby of the Titan Tron. That little video there. screen. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, that was it's still a, new then. Yeah, yeah. It's about 12 TVs bolted together. Just as, yeah. just as he finishes staring at the Undertaker and he turns to walk out, Gorilla, Undertaker's face, which is a live camera feed from in the ring, comes up on that screen. So Nails turns around, and, and if you replay it a little bit there, um, JD, you'll see him. He pauses for a second because he turns around and sees a massive Undertaker face in front yeah, of him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's really cool, and the, the production of it is fantastic. I was going to say, was, visually, it looked great. Yeah, so yeah. Per- the timing was perfect on that. I mean, that's a fantastic work where all you've got is two dudes staring each other down and two other dudes trying explaining to you what these guys are thinking and mm-hmm. and it works so well the whole thing works well if you just listen to the audio of it like you probably did here or if you watch it with the volume turned down it's still as a visual thing it's fantastic you can watch it like a silent movie you know what add the commentary onto it all two parts complement each other you just brought up a good point you could get the story without any volume on it that's yeah. how powerful and this is what makes me angry and i'll get to this in a second but that's how powerful this segment was is now we're going to say it was mostly undertaker but nails did his part in this segment 
because of Nails' character and you have the Undertaker's character, okay. But you don't even need sound to know the story on here, to feel the power, to feel the vibe from what these two are trying to tell the audience. And again, without even a word said. Now, what ticks me off is this was such a great little teaser, because I think this was the first time. Yes, this was um, the first time. Yeah, because Nails did his match. He refused to leave. The Undertaker came down, hence the stare down. But it makes me angry because this never went anywhere. Now, if you look out there on YouTube, there's, and maybe, you know what? Next week, we should dissect the actual match between these two. Mm. But it was only done uh, in house shows. And you know how we say that if there's a dark match or a house show, that's the gauge, the audience reaction. Okay. To see if they want to continue this at the time on would it would have been raw yet. No, it would have still been prime time, prime time, prime time. And so, yeah, so they would do, they would put these guys together on non-televised events to see what the crowd reaction would be in a certain number of cities, if I'm correct. And then if they were getting a good reaction, they would go, okay, maybe we want to think about putting this on TV because obviously your audience is going to be greater on TV than it is just from town to town. But it never made it that far because there was that whole issue where nails was upset about what money. And then he went and tried to for legitimately tried to strangle Vince McMahon. Okay. So um, here's, here's right. Yes. And no. Okay, so, tell us. Okay, broadcast journalist, tell us the story. Okay, so Owen Hart actually cleared a lot of this up. Oh, he did. Uh, so not yeah. Owen Hart and Bret Hart in his autobiography a couple of years back, um, which I think was just called Hart Foundation. Um, yeah. But anyway, I um, I watched an article on his autobiography, and he specifically talks about this. So what it was is it was nails had a pay dispute with vince mcmahon okay i knew it was over money yeah. yeah so nails went in his office and his friend who i can't for the life of me remember who it was Let's call him nails his friend how about yeah that? nails his friend okay Let's call him bert <laughs> he watched the door so vince couldn't get out of the office and then for like 10, 15 minutes, Nails is just screaming at McMahon about money. And then they hear this smashing sound. And I guess Nails had walked around the desk, grabbed Vince by his lapels of his shirt, yeah. and basically threw him on the ground, like back oh. over the chair. Okay. So, um, yeah, the security was called, I guess, Vince's... Um, Vince's um, receptionist the minute she heard that bang she called security a whole bunch of people came down and that dude he was guarding the door just kind of let them in and yeah that's when he was arrested for assault and everything he was arrested and I knew it was what next day or the day after he was fired because he was fired really quick yeah it was the next day it, and then, I, I know it was the next day because the, the thing that you got to give with Vince is he didn't fire him on the spot. Vince, and you even saw this with the Ultimate Warrior thing, he, he let it digest for a little while. He thinks about it. Nah, we should fire him. Or you know what? No, I get where he's coming from. He's ticked off. He could, I'm, I'm sure Vince had that go through his mind. Now, you know what? The reason he's ticked off is I've been kind of blowing him off. I've been promising this, and I haven't delivered, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Vince has done that before. But with this kind of situation, it's, hey, this guy's got to go. Well, so, you know, after that, the, the, the story deepens. That just doesn't fit. That's, that's the nail entrance bit. Ooh, okay. See, I yeah, didn't know any about this other there's, stuff. There's a lot more. So before the steroid trial, okay, nails after he was fired from WWE, went to the police or uh, did an interview or something, basically saying that Vince had given him steroids. Oh, okay? Which okay. a lot of people say sparked off the inquiry about the whole steroids thing. 
yeah. but we don't know if that's true. Nails yeah, then Nails then tried to sue Vince McMahon for sexual assault, claiming yeah. that Matt Vince McMahon got him like drunk or on drugs or roofied him and basically yeah, tried sexually assaulting him. So he brought up a sexual assault, assault allegation against him as well, which, you know, McMahon then counter-sued um, Nails um, for defamation of character. character. And then both suits were dropped. Uh, literally, like, a, a week after he filed the um, the counter-suit, both, both of them were dropped. And then that's where the actual steroid thing uh, steroid trials kicks in where nails took the stand and said, yeah, Vince McMahon gave me steroids. 100% yeah. gave me steroids, but he got kind of ripped apart on the stand by the defense. Cause they were like, don't you hate Vince McMahon? Don't, didn't you do a, a, a sexual assault claim against him? So yeah. it's kind of obvious that you're biased to, you know, against man. So his kind yeah. of testimony was really thrown out. But it was a long, ongoing thing for nearly two years. They they had they were each other's throats about stuff. I think that could have been a good feud. There is a, there is a match on tape out there of them. I think it was again at like a Madison Square Garden or like at the time like a Philadelphia Spectrum or something. So you know what we're gonna do? I think next week. Why don't we watch that match? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Okay, so we're not well, we won't do it this week, but next week we'll watch the actual match uh audience of um Nails versus The Undertaker. Now this was only in a house show. It didn't make it to TV or a pay-per-view, which is a shame because I actually think this could have been it, it could have been interesting, Logan. Yeah. It could have been interesting because it, I don't want to say it was a Mitch match. Uh, I'm sorry. A mismatch. But it was different. There was just some different flavor about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, even when those two got in the ring and they were just looking at each other, you're going, "Okay, a prison guard and the Undertaker." Well, you know, it's it, interesting. It, it rolls in with that old kind of storyline of how do you beat a monster? You pit him against another monster. Yeah, and you know yeah. that's that's what a crowd really got behind because Undertaker was very fresh and baby face but he didn't act like a baby face no he was the same undertaker same undertaker like... he just hit different people from now on pretty much yeah. so this was an easy way for him to keep his character um without having to expressly change it um another thing this kind of worked out for was excuse me oh excuse me no. another thing this worked out for was timing because Undertaker was against a no-name jobber, pretty much. They needed to extend the match yeah, uh, to buy some time to set up the main events. So this Nails thing here really gave them five, six minutes, you know, Something. of, of it gave time, them time. To, uh, for Undertaker to be able to squash, you know, his opponent and then leave. So it brought them some time. But the, the funny thing is the squash match at the end where Taker annihilates um, Holton, yeah. um, he doesn't take off his jacket. He keeps <laughs> no, his he jacket on the whole match, <laughs> and he looks so badass with it on when he's wrestling. So here's what he did is Nails was about to go through the curtain. I think you heard the bell ring. He turns around. Undertaker, basically, his his little opponent, James Halton, um, running towards him. Undertaker just grabs him by the neck, does a choke slam, picks him up, gives the tombstone. One, two, three. Here comes, oh, yes, with the body bag. They put said person in the body bag and then begin to exit the ring. Like it was perfect. Yeah. It worked. Worked so, amazingly. I I for five, six minutes, guys, watch it, please. It's it's a fantastic little clip. So before we move on to what you wanted to bring up, just think of this, Logan. What kind of and I hate saying gimmick match, but what kind of match like do you think they could have had? 
Do you think it could have been, well, there wasn't any boneyard match yet, but do you think they could have done like a, a casket match? Uh, they had a rest in peace match, or do you think they could have came up with something? Do you think that gypped us out of some, some sort of different sort of gimmick, gimmick. match with the See, taker? I always thought a cool gimmick match and, and, and it might have worked for this. It might not have, but would be a, a, a black bag match. So you have you win by putting your opponent in a black bag and zipping it up. That's cool. See, you know, that could have been something that this is just a big what if. But what if that thing with Vince McMahon and Nails never happened? This took off. They could have had a black bag match where the uh, it, it, think of it as like a cast. The only way to win is you have to put your guy in the black bag and zip it up. You know, Same was, concept as a casket match, but it's something different. So you never know. We we could have been gypped out of something like that because this never happened. You know what? I wonder why they ne they they never did this one gimmick match, and I think it would have worked so well. Mortuary match, like they fight in a morgue. That would have been cool. Think about it. You find some like closed down. Um, you know, what do you want, a funeral home or something, or or you just find one and say, Hey, can we rent your morgue out? We'll pay for any damages. Yeah. And done like a boiler room brawl, but in a morgue, they you lose when you get put into one of the, the refrigerators. Why not? They did buried alive matches and they yeah. did uh 30 years later, they did a boneyard match where it yeah, was in I'm, a cemetery. I just thought you that know? would have been such a cool concept. You'd lose by putting being slammed in the morgue refrigerator see yeah. there, could have, there could have been another one between nails and the undertaker yeah. something that we'll never know that we could have never seen mm -hmm. how many different things could have happened if that match happened you know the funny the funny thing is uh according to the multiverse theorem oh. there is a universe where that happened and 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 an alternate Seriously. King Logan and an alternate JD are talking about how good that match was. Yeah. Okay. Well, of course, the multiverse is always. I'm not even getting into that. But <laughs> that was Undertaker and Nails. You know, I hope you enjoyed it. As as Logan said, um, please go to YouTube and just search Undertaker and Nails and James. Uh, and I closed it on our monitors already. Jason Holton, I think. Jason Holton, but Undertaker and Nails, and you'll find it. Please go and watch it. Um, you're you're just you'll get the energy just from watching it. You, the story will be told um, from the second he gets into the ring and the Undertaker starts taking those steps towards Nails. You already know what the story is. Yeah, and it just it gets enhanced from there. Mm -hmm. But. The king is taking a break for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. See, audience, this is what I got to put up with. We're talking about something, and then the king just goes, I'll start talking again when I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready to start talking now. See? See, audience, this is what I got to put up with. So and, and you, you know who I need here to help me with this is uh, Rocky Rocky and Max. You know, you need you need to come down here to the studio and, and uh, slap King Logan. They're gonna slap me. They love me. They'll slap. I, knowing Rocky for the right. What did the million million dollar man say? For the right price, he'll come down here and slap you. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. Anyway, all right. So actually, my segment's gonna be nice and short. I only wanted to talk about a match I watched, and I believe it was this week sometime. So it was the last week in September around there it yeah. was either raw or it was smackdown i cannot remember which one it was so the match was don mysterio versus dragon lee dom, dragon dom. yeah dragon lee is from nxt he's a luchador yeah. so anyway i'm watching raw mandy's watching it might have been raw could have been smack you were watching wwe was watching wwe yeah so Just we're watching that. it and Maddie's like, who's that? And I was like, oh, it's Dragon Lee's from NXT. Apparently, 
he's really good. That's everything I've read. And she was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. It was one of the best luchador matches that I've seen ever. Like, it was by far Dominic Mysterio's best match. And by far, from what I saw of Jason Lee, uh, I'm sorry, Dragon Lee, oh, my God. What a wrestler. Some of the I'm not moves familiar with this guy. I just looked him up and I went, okay, he's um kind of has the Rey Mysterio style mask. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not familiar with him. I'm not saying I haven't seen him, I'm just not familiar with his style. So I'm gonna have to look him up and watch some of his matches, Logan. Just watch that Dominic okay. Mysterio one versus him because it was the okay. first time I had seen Dragon Lee in a ring, and I was like, wow, either Dragon Lee is that good or he's that good and he made mysterio look that good because uh, i mean it was just a fantastic match it's about 10 minutes long great high flying stunts but for a luchador he doesn't do many high flying or, or tricks and things like that his moves are just savage power moves like he does power bombs um Reverse power bombs. This absolutely wicked move that I don't know is his finisher, and it is incredible to watch. Guy was pretty awesome. Uh, so I definitely recommend you check out the match, JD, and people at home. If you want a good match to see that Rey Mysterio can actually wrestle and is actually a decent wrestler when he's paired with the right people. Um this that's him was, right there, right? Yeah, that's Dragon Lee right there. This was okay. the right people. It was a great match. Phenomenal for being on just a prime time and not a uh, a, a premium event. For a, for a Raw or SmackDown match, it was over the moon good. Much better than his Cody Rhodes matches that he had uh, at Mania and the other one was some other time. But yeah, check it out really good match that's all i really wanted to talk about this week just to give you guys something that i saw which i thought was phenomenal so check it out there you go i'm done now so you at this point in his career i think i would say that mysterio was helping dragon lee look good i don't know am i being too naive there or i think dragon lee added a lot more than what mysterio was adding to it uh-huh but mysterio still came off looking fantastic don't get me wrong yeah right but i think dragon lee just just played it perfectly and funny thing is is dragon lee has these little tassels at like the tip of the back of his uh skull on the mask right right and my wife turned to me and said well that's stupid someone could just kind of use that as you know like a uh you know to grab them or something and i was like yeah but look at bianca belair she has that problem too and literally after he said that dom turns around and grabs it and uses it as a way to uses it yeah, as a, uh, yeah wow. it, it was pretty fun so watch the match guys i think you'll enjoy it that's my king logan secret match of the week so audience ladies and peoples go to youtube go to the internet wherever Look up Undertaker Nails and also Dragon Lee versus Rey Mysterio. Um, you won't be disappointed if you Dominic really want Mysterio. to be. I'm sorry, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would make sense because I don't know why I was thinking Rey because I said at this point in his career, Rey would make him look better, but that was Dom Dom. That's right. Um, so Dominic Mysterio versus Dragon Lee. So, um, I hope the Rabbis is back next week. You know, he could tell us what he's been doing and why he couldn't show up to work. What are you doing over there? Did you drop something? Yes, I did. Is something on the ground more important than our audience? Yes. Damn you. Audience, this is what we have to put up with. You know, the king who thinks he's like the cock of the walk. I am. He, he see, see right there. But anyway, that's 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 these things we call 
facts facts okay so ladies and gentlemen uh please send us an email if you wish ring the bell radio at gmail.com also you could listen to us at ring the bell radio.com click the big red button that says listen to the podcast you could see our whole catalog there or you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast or your favorite podcast platform most likely we're there and make sure you hit that subscribe button or you won't know when our new shows are posted so rabbi barris who knows where he is i'm sure we're going to find out next week um i just don't know with that boy anymore not you know terrible and it's terrible i think we got to discipline him again yes know? i mean i mean look at look at his desk over there it's, it's all mess it's it's like it i thought when i walked into this um uh, our studio tonight i thought frank was back for a minute with the with that mess over there you know how frank used to keep that desk mm-hmm. you know but you know that's our that's our rabbi you know his howard the duck paraphernalia but anyway i've been jd king logan's been over there being excellent as always yes yes i have been rabbi bear should be back next week so we will see you next time so long can you dig it, sucker?